Even if you're not 40, you can still catch the best Oklahoma State Cowboy podcast out there. It's the franchise Come After Me, I'm a Podcast, with Madison Morris giving you instant reaction following each OSU game. A part of the Franchise Podcast Network. Hey, what's going on, Cowboy fans? I am Madison Morris here on another episode of Come After Me, I'm a Podcast. And uh, welcome in to this episode. We are going to be talking about the Oklahoma State Cowboys and how they took a win over the West Virginia Mountaineers this morning at an 11 a.m. kickoff in Morgantown, West Virginia. Uh, So big game for the Cowboys today just because this was the final road trip test for them and also the final game before a big Bedlam matchup this coming Saturday. So definitely some exciting things ahead for the Cowboys. Uh, First of all, just wanted to make a little disclaimer. I did not do a podcast following the Kansas game. Just a lot of work got in the way, so we are going to touch a little bit on that Kansas game as well. Uh, But we are going to start off with the most recent thing, which was the Cowboys versus the Mountaineers today. Big time win for them, uh, mainly because they were facing a lot of adversity going into this game. If you haven't checked it or didn't see it, I don't know how you haven't, but the Cowboys did win at 20-13. to That was an awesome win for them because I personally didn't get to watch very much of it because I think I've said this on a few other podcasts. I do have another job I have to attend to. So that kind of got in the way today. However, I did get to do a lot of catching up after I got off. I got to listen to uh, a few game notes. I got to watch a couple of highlight reels just to see everything that happened. And good stuff, man. Good stuff coming out of Morgantown today for OSU. Obviously, addressing the elephant in the room right away. Uh, no Spencer Sanders, big loss for the Cowboys this season just because he has, you know, he's proved to be pretty reliable throughout the season. He's had a couple of bad games where he had multiple turnovers and uh, he's had a couple of games where he hasn't been as efficient as he has in the past or as people know that he can be. However, he has been a pretty decent quarterback this entire season. Obviously, the Pokes have only taken three losses this season, not the best looking losses, but you know, that's going to happen, and this is definitely a step up from last season for them. So having Spencer Sanders out there, he's done a phenomenal job. He's done uh, some good stuff off the field as well, just being a good leader for the guys, someone that they can look up to despite being a young guy in his first year as a starting quarterback. So good for Spencer Sanders, however. I'm sure most Cowboys fans already know this. He uh, he suffered a little bit of a thumb injury during the Kansas game last Saturday. The Pokes did take that win at 31-13. to However, Spencer Sanders took a little bit of a loss of his own. Uh, he had just, I don't even really know what happened specifically, but it did happen in the third quarter. It was about halfway through, maybe even a little over halfway through. And uh, I think something hit him a little, some guy, just a Kansas defender, hit him a little too hard. Uh, He probably just had an awkward contact with a Kansas defender, and his thumb, I believe, broke. So he suffered a broken thumb. He immediately was taken out of the game by Gundy and put uh, kind of one of those little temporary black casts on just to keep him, just to keep his hand and wrist and thumb and everything in line. And it was all said to be a very precautionary thing for them. So that was a big thing that I think a lot of Cowboy fans had questions about following that game. And the immediate uh, answer that they got was just, you know, it was precautionary. Spencer Sanders is fine. Um, They were so far ahead at the time that it gave uh, Drew Brown a chance to come into the game and play a little bit there. So that was real big for Drew and um, kind of a chance for Spencer Sanders to just take 
the rest of the evening off and cheer on his teammates and be a, more of like an encouraging force from the sideline. So obviously Drew Brown did some great stuff for that game too, but Spencer Sanders ended up not being okay after all because this news didn't even break until Thursday of this week. Uh, but Spencer Sanders, he had thumb surgery on Monday. And so that was kind of a big thing that was real interesting because Mike Gundy in the press conference on he, that he usually has on Mondays didn't address really anything about it, didn't care to talk too much about it, was pretty short. Um, if anyone brought up Spencer Sanders and his thumb or his injury, no one even really knew what it was at the time. So it was kind of a weird deal. And then come to find out a little bit later on, uh, he ended up breaking it or doing something severely damaging to it to where he had to undergo surgery for it. So he is out for the season. No more Spencer Sanders in a Cowboy uniform this season. But, I mean, come on. Pokes fans have the opportunity to see Drew Brown. A lot of guys – or a lot of uh, people were really excited about this guy at the beginning of the season. So I do think this is a great opportunity for the Cowboys to have someone like uh, Drew Brown come in and finish him off. So – We'll see how that goes moving forward. However, today against the Mountaineers, it wasn't too bad. I was actually pretty impressed just reading a little bit on Drew Brown today. He was 22 of 29. Uh, He had 196 yards, threw for two touchdowns. He didn't have a single turnover today, and he averaged 6.8 yards. So, you know, good for Drew Brown. This was his first start for OSU ever. He had 22 prior to this when he was um, at Hawaii, and Obviously, he was a pretty big standout when he was at Hawaii. So coming over to Stillwater from Hawaii, that was kind of, I I thought it was a pretty great acquisition for the Cowboys and especially uh, the efficiency that he was able to show at previous schools. I thought he would be a very good attribution to Cowboy football. And I think he really proved that today. He he did a good job connecting with guys like Dylan Stoner. Uh, He connected with Jelani Woods for a touchdown today. Jelani Woods only had two receptions for four yards, but one of them was a touchdown and that really helped to catapult the uh, the pokes ahead of the Mountaineers today. So that was just huge for them. Um, obviously, Dylan Stoner, he's been an absolute star the past couple of games, having to feel I, – I almost hate saying that he's filling the shoes of Tylen Wallace because I think Spencer Sanders said it best after the Kansas game. You know, he's not exactly stepping up because he's already a talented guy who has proven himself throughout, you know, his time at Oklahoma State. He's a hardworking guy. He has a lot of heart for this team. He does a lot of good stuff for the Cowboys, and he's been able to prove that. So, you know, just really good for Dylan Stoner. He, like I said, he picked up a touchdown today. That would be his fifth touchdown of the season, uh, his fifth touchdown in the past three games also. So he picked up uh, his first two touchdowns. Um, Oh, gosh, I'm already blanking out, but... It was the game before Kansas, and this is great podcasting right now because, you know, I don't even know Oklahoma State's schedule. Uh, TCU, there we go. (laughs) My apologies. But in the Cowboys win over TCU at 34-27, to Dylan Stoner had his first two touchdowns of the 2019 season. During that game, picked up two more touchdowns against Kansas last Saturday. And then, of course, tonight, or actually today, being an 11 a.m. game for the Cowboys, um, he was able to pick up his fifth touchdown. So really, really good for Dylan Stoner today. Big, big guy stepping up and, um, he's playing pretty valiant. So good for him on that. Um, also someone who is under here on Oklahoma state receiving that you should take note on and be very aware of is none other than my friend and yours, Chuba Hubbard. So big night for Chuba Hubbard. And I keep saying night, I'm probably going to say it all podcast. 
big day for Chuba Hubbard because not only did he have 26 carries for 106 yards uh, on rushing, he had seven receptions for 88 yards. And he really stepped in to more of a receiving role today. And I think that was so big for him uh, being a guy who is able to show his versatility not only uh, in the, during the rushing game, but also on the receiving end of the ball. So huge day for Chuba Hubbard. Uh, this was the ninth time this season that he had over 100 yards in a game, and now he's leading the FBS in that record as well. Not only is he leading in rushing yards, or actually not even rushing yards, but just yards <laughs> alone, period, uh, he's also leading the nation in having the most consecutive games Well, okay, I take consecutive back. I think there's a few holes here and there this season, but he does have nine games this season with over 100 yards, which is just, sheesh. That's just huge, y'all. Chuba Hubbard is a freak of nature, and I will give my two cents a little bit later on in this podcast, but man, oh man, does this guy deserve to be in the Heisman Trophy candidacy. That's all I'm going to say. But good for Chuba Hubbard today, doing some really great stuff. He entered this game with... um, 1,726 yards, and now that he's added onto that, I mean, obviously still leading the nation. He's a big-time guy, but now he has 1,832 yards, and so that's going to be a big key factor going into this Bedlam matchup this coming Saturday because all eyes are going to be on Chuba Hubbard, especially OU's defense is going to have their challenges cut out for them with this kid because he's only a sophomore. He's breaking school record after school record. I believe Chuba Hubbard... Uh, let's see, he, uh, I already read that off, but okay, Chuba Hubbard, he has seven games this season with 100 rushing yards and two touchdowns, marking the second most in a season in Big 12 history. Texas has not, I mean, Texas was the last uh, team to kind of have a guy do this, and that was back in 1997, and that would be Ricky Williams when he had eight such games, having at least over 100 rushing yards with two touchdowns. Now, Chuba Hubbard, Didn't have any touchdowns today, which was a little odd on his end. However, it was kind of a cool thing because I felt like Drew Brown was able to generate offense so well today that even with Chuba Hubbard not having a touchdown, it was still so effective for the Cowboys, and that's just huge for them. So really good on Chuba Hubbard's part. This is – honestly, it's just incredible. So he's – a high offensive guy. He's a guy who is very valuable to the Oklahoma State offense, and he's just doing great stuff for this team. So, overall, that was a lot. That was a few just like simple highlights from today's game in Morgantown. Like I said before, I didn't really get to watch uh, much of the game today just because I had to work, which is such a bummer. It's so hard to plan a work schedule when you don't know exactly when kickoff is going to be. But obviously, I got to catch up a little bit. Super proud of this team. I think. You know, Mike Gundy saying more praises about Chuba Hubbard after the game, just saying that this guy is a freak of nature, and he was able to prove that out there with his athleticism. So big-time, big-time performance from Chuba Hubbard today, and just the Cowboys in general. I think this win was just so crucial for them, especially going into Bedlam, because Bedlam, as everybody knows, is never an easy matchup for OSU. I think they've come in as the underdog pretty much every year for – the past decade or so and here I'm allowed to say this I'm an OSU alum and I'm not trying to bash on my team whatsoever it's just kind of stating the reality of the truth but obviously OU is a dominant force to be reckoned with and so I really am excited that Oklahoma State was able to get you know this final win on the road and just go in on a high note rather than going in on a low note because you know West Virginia 
they've had their struggles. Uh, they've had struggles of their own this entire season. And honestly, today, you know, it was it was interesting because their uh, their quarterback kind of saw a bit of a change. They did have Austin Kendall, who was a transfer from OU. I'm sure Sooner fans are very familiar with Austin Kendall being kind of the guy to go to behind Kyler Murray last season. And he didn't really see a lot of playing time in OU, obviously, because Kyler Murray, the former number one draft pick and the Heisman winner uh, following Baker Mayfield was just, you know, he was a freak to be reckoned with. So that wasn't really going to happen for Austin Kendall in OU. And so going over to West Virginia, that was a chance for him to kind of step out and do what he does. But I don't think it worked out too well for him, obviously, because the Mountaineers, they entered this matchup today at four and six, and now they're four and seven. And so it hasn't been the best year for, um, for West Virginia. Obviously, they have a new coach. Dana Holgerson is no longer there. He's down in Houston. And so new coach, new quarterback, everything is pretty much different in Morgantown. And so it just, it didn't work out for them today because they're only two and six in conference. So they've only been able to pick up two uh, wins in the Big 12 conference. So they're not, not doing too hot. So that's going to be one thing to be reckoned with. But uh, they had uh, Letty Brown, who had 13 carries for 31 yards today. He, he served mainly as West Virginia's leading rusher. And other than that, there were guys like Kennedy McCoy. He had three carries for 11 yards. Uh, no touchdowns for rushers, though. It was just George Campbell. And he had five receptions for 92 yards. And he did have a touchdown for West Virginia. So that was basically um, that was basically all that they were able to do today. And Oklahoma State defense just really stepped up like they have been the past, oh gosh, couple of games, really. It's been... It's been really incredible to see uh, OSU's defense step up the way they have. I really do think that Jim Knowles has done a fantastic job with them. They may have looked a little lackadaisical to start off the season, but they've really picked up the slack for that. And so big, big, big time performance for Oklahoma State's defense. Right now, uh, Amen Ogbongbamiga. That's so hard for me to say, but I'm so glad I was able to just get that out. Uh, He's definitely leading the Oklahoma State defense right now. He's just... Gosh, he's an incredible, incredible defensive uh, performer for Oklahoma State. Right now, he um, actually today, excuse me, he tied his career high with 11 tackles. And so he is just, he's a danger on defense. That's definitely going to be someone that the Pokes are going to utilize against Oklahoma next week. So that will be really exciting to look forward to. And um, uh, also, the OSU defense set a season high with 10 tackles for loss today. So they really stepped up on their end. They were able to keep West Virginia pretty down. I think, uh, man, I, I feel horrible for saying this. I, I want to say it was in the second quarter just because that is when West Virginia um, had 10 points scored and kept OSU completely scoreless, basically. So that that was really when West Virginia plummeted forward and got to do what they do. And so they were able to get ahead at that point. And I think OSU's defense, it just showed the strength that they have and the power that they have to come out of halftime and really hold them off again. And then obviously in the fourth quarter, uh, Drew Brown was able to connect with Dylan Stoner early on to push him to 17-13. to And that was a big turning point for that game because then here comes Matt Amendola kicking that field goal, doing what he does best. Last week was a little rough for him against Kansas, so I was really excited to see him be successful uh, tonight or gosh, there, I say it again, be successful today for Oklahoma State. And he was able to really uh, secure the game with that last field goal. So big shouts to Matt Amendola for that. But yeah, that's basically the synopsis of this game. It was 
overall a good game for Cowboy fans to watch just because it was pretty nail-biting, but it challenged this team because they've had so much adversity come their way throughout the season. Obviously, losing Tylen Wallace was a huge setback for them. Guys like Johnny Wilson and Trey Sterling suffered some injuries. They're back out there now, so they're doing better. Um, but obviously, they're going to still have a little bit of rust. Anyone who gets hurt is going to go through that. And so uh, it wouldn't surprise me, you know, if they're going to make some more mistakes, just trying to get back into the swing of things. But they looked pretty good out there today. However, they are going to have to really power through and encourage guys like Drew Brown to step up. And he did today, but they're going to have to continue to show that support for him because, like I said, Spencer Sanders is out, and they have this huge matchup against guys like Jalen Hurts. And, oh, gosh, just a lot of good talent on OU is coming to Stillwater next weekend. And, you know, I, I do have a lot of faith in this Cowboys team. I think they have so much to offer, and they can put so much out onto the field, but this is going to be such a huge challenge for them. Personally, I am looking forward to it. I think it's going to be something incredible to see out there, just um, to see them do what they can do and to utilize everything that they have learned throughout the season and to apply it onto the field as OU comes in. Because, you know, OU, they've had a couple of real close games the past couple of games. Um, I don't know if I already mentioned this, but they did defeat TCU tonight in a pretty much a nail-biter, I would say. Uh, they defeated them 28-24, and it was – it was a little interesting to watch because they had the same problem against Baylor. They had the same problem against Iowa State where they would kind of leap ahead and then allow the other team to just come back and just power through them. And they would have to basically be on the ends of their seats to finish this game out. And, you know, good for OU. Obviously, being an Oklahoma team, it's good to at least show a little bit of support for them. Uh, good for OU. They were able to to really clamp down and get those wins, and now they're 10-1 in the season coming into Benlin. That's huge for them. So, you know, they are a powerhouse. They are going to be in the Big 12 championship and go back up against Baylor. So that'll be something exciting to watch. But, you know, Oklahoma State, they have their work cut out for them for sure. So this week is going to be so crucial for Mike Gundy and the coaches to crack down, to really uh, map out a game plan that they know will be successful out there. Obviously, OSU is going to have home home field advantage. I don't even think that's really a thing. Um, I mean, obviously, there's probably going to be more OSU fans, maybe, than OU fans, I would assume, since it is in Stillwater. But you can never really say that because OU shows out. You know, they love their team. They're passionate people. And so there's definitely going to be a lot of crimson in Stillwater next weekend. Rightfully so. This is a big game because OU has been struggling a little bit on the offensive end. However, OSU has suffered some blows, some major setbacks, and they're really going to have to work hard to do um, to do what they can to overcome any kind of obstacle that's thrown their way. And OU is going to throw many of them their way. So, y'all, it's going to be it's going to be quite interesting, and um, I- I'm looking forward to it personally. I think it's going to be a good game, and I think I speak for multiple football fans when I say this that uh, everyone can appreciate a good football game, especially in college football and especially in the Big 12. So you have two good teams right now in the Big 12 coming together for a rivalry that is just beautiful. It's incredible. It's exciting. It's frustrating. It's infuriating. But it's still bedlam. It's historic. It's just it's something that I think Cowboy fans and Sooner fans look forward to every single year. So I'm excited to be there. I know a lot of other people are going to be Uh, looking forward to this matchup and seeing what both teams can bring to the table and right now I think both teams are in such a position to where anything could happen 
And that's going to be something exciting, especially for OSU. But kind of going back to this West Virginia win today, uh, just reading out a couple of game notes that was sent to us. Thank, thank you, and shout out to Oklahoma State Athletics Communications. But uh, with this Oklahoma State win, they have won at least eight games in 10 of the last 12 years against West Virginia. Uh, it gave OSU five, or sorry, it gave OSU five straight wins over West Virginia to, ex- to extend the longest win streak for either team in the series. Uh, it made it four and two in road games this season, making OSU four and two road games this season. It made OSU seven and four all time versus West Virginia and three and two all time at West Virginia in Morgantown. This win improved Mike Gundy's career record versus West Virginia to six and two. And it improved it to 33-13 and 13 in the past 46 games and 47-19 and 19 in its past 65 games. This win improved Mike Gundy's record in Big 12 games to 77-51. and 51. It improved uh, OSU to 58-30 and 30 in Big 12 conference games since 2010. Uh, this made OSU 68-13 and 13 in its past 81 games versus unranked opponents. And it gave it OSU wins in 27 of its past 32 games when playing as an AP-ranked team versus an unranked opponent. So that's going to be uh, some interesting things to keep in mind going into next week's matchup, especially because, yeah, OSU did crack the top 25 for the third time this season before facing West Virginia. They came in at number 22 my guess with this win over the Mountaineers, this would at least put uh, the Cowboys, oh, maybe at the 21st spot, maybe at the 20th spot. I don't really see it going any higher than that just because um, you have some pretty powerhouse teams that have played some good football as well. And no knock on OSU. Great win today against the Mountaineers, but I wouldn't if you are a Cowboys fan. I wouldn't expect to see Oklahoma State climb any higher than 20. Uh, Not the biggest deal in the world, but, you know, they're definitely not going to be in the Big 12 championship this year. Kind of a knock on that. If TCU would have won that game over OU, it could be a completely different story. But obviously people who got to watch that Sooners game, good for them. Uh, That wasn't exactly the case. So OSU is going to be officially out for the Big 12 game in Arlington, but, or the Big 12 Championship in Arlington, excuse me, but, um, like, they were able to secure against TCU a couple weeks ago. They are going to go to a bowl game. That's still up in the air as to what it's going to be. Obviously, that won't uh, be a decision that's made until after the bedlam, either victory or loss, and so that's going to be something exciting for Cowboy fans to keep an eye on, so honestly, that's really going to do it for me here, and uh, thank you guys if you're still listening with me. Thanks for listening to my voice talk about some OSU football. And again, so sorry that I didn't put really anything out after the Kansas game. I will say that my two cents on that Kansas game, excellent win over Les Miles and the Jayhawks. That was a big deal having Les Miles come in. And that was his first time ever coaching against the Cowboys, obviously. And that was the first time Oklahoma State has ever played against a former head coach for the program. So historical day. And they got to wear those incredible uniforms that really commemorated Veterans Day. And I thought it was beautiful and something so incredible um, that OSU decided to do that year. So good for them. Uniforms are beautiful if you haven't seen them. Go check out one of my latest articles on thefranchiseok.com. I provided some pictures on there if you were dying to see them and you didn't get the chance to. Or just get on Twitter. They're all over the place. They're beautiful. And you should go take a look at them. And I think I've 
called them beautiful like five times in that past sentence. So they're just really nice looking. But overall, just good game against Kansas. Great game against West Virginia today. Um, it's looking good for the Pokes for next week. It's looking good for OU as well. So I think really anything can happen, and it's going to be exciting. So cheers to Bedlam week, y'all. It's going to be a good one. So thank you so much for keeping up with me on this podcast. And this has been another episode of Come After Me. I'm a podcast. Obviously, uh, we're going to be doing a lot of work over the Bedlam mashup on the franchise OK.com this week because we are the flagship station for uh, Sooner Football. However, you are stuck with me to talk about Oklahoma State football. And don't worry, Cowboy fans, I got you because I would never want to let my Cowboy fans down. It's going to be a good week. It's going to be an exciting week, a lot of rivalry, maybe a little bit of tension. But, hey, that's what makes sports so beautiful. So it's going to be awesome. And, uh, yeah, just keep up. There's a lot of people here at the franchise that cover OU football. Um, I'll have you all covered for OSU football. It's going to be a very exciting Bedlam week. So you'll have all the coverage your little heart can desire on the franchiseok.com. But until then, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up, and we will have another podcast for you following the Bedlam game, and then, of course, doing another podcast whenever those bowl games are announced. So stay tuned for that. And for myself here on this lovely Saturday evening after a day full of college football, thanks for listening, and I will talk to you guys next time. You can catch Madison's OSU coverage on the franchiseok.com. Follow her on Twitter at Madison Morris and be sure to spell her name correctly, M-A-D-Y-S-S-O-N.